You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. <clears throat> Welcome to episode 150. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, we're gonna have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. Yes, the Long Game Podcast has hit a major milestone, 150 episodes. For almost three years, this podcast has brought thought-provoking ideas and insightful interviews about what it takes not only to create, but to sustain a successful business. You know, the podcast has evolved truly into the intersection of creativity and strategy. And that's really cool for me because this is where my interest lies. You know, being creative in your thinking and strategic in your approach to what you do. You know, it's the ultimate way to honor who you are and be smart about how you go about it. One of the questions people always ask me about my podcast is, how do you figure out what to talk about? Or a slightly different version, how do you not run out of things to talk about? And it's such an important idea to bring up no matter what content you create. You have got to be into what you are creating. You know, I come up with ideas all the time that I want to create content about, that I want to research, or that I feel are important conversations to be having. And there are experts with knowledge and stories that I want to share. So I originally started this podcast to give myself a place to share some stories of my own. And, you know, I have totally done that. You know, I've been infusing parts of my history, my weird, and my funny into these episodes. So, you know, I'm just really energized by the work that I do here. I literally buzz, like high vibing after a recording session. And that is what has sustained me for all these episodes. It feels good to create because for real, it's a lot of work producing a weekly show. So to that, I always want to thank my team, my executive assistant, Grace, and to the sound advice team for helping me get my voice and my ideas and my stories out to the world. And a huge thank you to Every single one of you who tunes in, you know, I always say that I have the coolest and most loyal listeners. So keep reaching out, keep telling me you listen and keep telling me what you love and I will keep going. All right. So let's get on to this week's episode, which I have a really interesting topic to talk about today. And it's something to just get your mind to start thinking about. All right. So, you know, there is a very unique farm. I'm air quoting, located in Northern New Jersey. And this farm is home to 700 telephone poles that are planted two feet deep in tidy rows. You know, a very unusual crop, right? Well, these poles were planted 
in the 1920s by AT&T Bell Labs. And the purpose of these pole plantings was to test and observe the wood over time. Various species of wood was used amongst these poles and different protectants were applied, you know, and then each pole had a tag on it. And the company observed the poles annually to find out how these poles weathered the different elements of sun, wind, and ice, you know, how they deteriorated over time and at what rate, and which poles did the woodpeckers prefer, you know, and it was really just a big materials test. And the feedback informed the company what materials to invest in for longevity. Just for fun, a quick Google search returned that there are approximately 180 million telephone poles across the nation today. You know, and I'm sure they had no idea that the numbers would grow to this back in the 1920s, but they did know that the poles were an important and expensive part of their process. So when I read this article, I was actually taken back to my own college days at Rutgers University. The town was and still is home to the headquarters of Johnson & Johnson. And one of the ways I made spending money during that time was by doing Band-Aid tests. And there was an office on my way to my class that I would stop into, and you'd go in and you'd fill out some paperwork. And then you would get Band-Aids applied to all of your fingers. They'd wrap around the tips of your fingers, and they would put three strips on each arm. And the instructions were to go about your regular days and come back five days later, you know, where the technicians recorded which Band-Aid stayed on and which fell off. J&J was testing the glue on these plastic strips, and we got paid $25 cash each time, and we could come every few weeks if we wanted to. And it was quite funny. We would stop on our way to class, and then we'd show up with Band-Aids all over us. But it was good money, good cash. And in the same office, they also administered the sun lotion test. And this paid over $100. And you got to study while you did it. You would wear a bathing suit and they would apply sun lotion to you. And then you would sit in a hot tub for hours to test the waterproofness of the ointments. And I always thought in the big scheme of things, that these tests were much less harmful than the drug test where you would ingest a drug and you could have actually been given a a actual medicine or a placebo, right? So I deemed these little tests okay. Uh, (laughs) So the point with both these examples, though, is that it's pretty common practice for corporations to test their materials before investing in them further. You know, they get a sense of how the products work and they can weigh costs and determine what to invest in. You know, and in the concept of these bulk purchases, you know, for these corporations, even cents can equal big dollars. And these product tests, you know, they're really about collecting and analyzing data. And this is something that I talk with my own clients about and we use to make decisions in our work together. Data-backed decisions, you know, are not based on a whim. And as the old saying goes, if you're not testing, you're guessing, right? So besides our product's effectiveness, which requires a whole number of usage tests over time, We can use testing and data in our marketing. And when we do, we create decisions based on observations of our audience and their behaviors. Testing and data can clue us into what our audience really wants 
and how they think. So adding the testing of ideas to your business, you know, it's really a mindset shift. You know, this is not an all or nothing approach to marketing. It's not how you do it. Testing your marketing ideas can really help your business and it can help in a number of ways. So, you know, number one, it can help you identify your most effective marketing strategies, right? So you figure out what works and you do more of that. Expose your business to new ideas and then identify what works. And once you do, you can add it to your marketing plan confidently and then you can repeat it as necessary. So, you know, do you have a high open rate of emails? Like make more offers there. You know, use this approach in your launch debriefs. Identify what was effective in your launch and carry that forward. And this is why it's important to track the data on what you do. You know, another reason you want to do testing is that it can reduce your risk, right? Testing out your marketing ideas can help you identify potential problems when you are working with just a small group or a small spend. You know, you can discover obstacles and issues here and make adjustments and decisions before investing significant time and resources and really implementing the idea fully. You know, you may hear something that you want to try. So starting small allows for your business to experience an idea with a known spend. And you can decide then if it's for you based on the feedback that you get. So you're really reducing the risk and exposure to your business. You know, another benefit of running tests is allows us to optimize our marketing campaigns. And this one is especially done with paid ads or outreach type things, you know, where you test different aspects of your campaign, be it the audience you're marketing to, the creative or your copy, and you're testing to see which one is best received by the audience. So I once ran an A-B test on a headline for a client and, you know, we put out ads for an opt-in and one headline was, learn my five best tips for X. And the second headline was five mistakes not to make when X and everything about the campaign and the funnel was the same. And overwhelmingly people signed up for the mistakes opt-in. So we were able to make a quick decision about which campaign to go with and really maximize the ad spend. Like we didn't spend any more money promoting best tips. Nobody wanted that. They all wanted to learn what to avoid, mistakes to avoid. You know, and another way it benefits your business when you are adding testing to your marketing and to your business is, you know, you increase your customer engagement. You know, people bought more Band-Aids that stayed on their arms than ones that fell off in a few hours. And that's because the company took the time to test and make the best product they could, right? You know, same in our businesses, like trying different marketing ideas or testing different aspects you can see which resonate with your audience by their engagement. And honing in on these strategies, you know, this really builds stronger relationships and loyalty with your products and marketing. And that's what we're always doing, right? Building relationships. So testing is part of being a business owner. And the more comfortable you get with this idea, the better you will be able to lean into it at certain times and do it. You know, testing is about controlled experience. It's a strategy, it's not a gamble. 
And there are times in our business when we are totally impulsive, right? And times when we are calculated and testing is a calculated time. You know, when you approach testing ideas strategically and you build in the resources to support the test and the mechanisms for that data collection, you have something to review and base your future decisions off of. So testing builds confidence when you plan it out. It takes the apprehension out of what you're doing, out of trying new things, you know, and it actually adds a sense of excitement to it, right? Like, don't you get excited by seeing if what you're doing or what you're trying is going to work, like when you try something new? And when you know what your resource and dollar investment is on a test, because you set that in the beginning, it can become a source of excitement versus a source of stress. So what type of tests can you be running? You know, what are the mechanisms to collect data? And where do you start? You know, these are all good questions and I'm going to be addressing them in upcoming data and tracking episodes. So if you have questions about testing and data collection, like reach out to me, you can email me at hello at sandrasky.com or shoot me a DM and let me know what your questions are so that I can answer them in one of my upcoming episodes. You know, I'm going to be diving deeper into these topics and share with you how you can get started because all of this can be a complement and actually even an alternative to social media. And we all know those platforms are always in flux. So give some thought to this idea, reach out to me, and I've got some really good in-depth answers and options coming for you. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.